Welcome back to episode number 148, I think. I don't know, let me look. Yeah, it's 148. Look at that. Of the NP Dude. This is Jeff the NP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all you guys out there listening. I don't care who you are. You can hear my defroster going. It was frost this morning. Ugh, I know, right? And I still haven't gotten my podcast, my last podcast out. It's almost, it's like fall. I don't want fall. I want summer do-over. I really do. I got too much crap to get done still. I haven't even started on stuff. I still got mulch to do. I haven't even done. It's crazy. All right. How do you guys support the show? You should know by now, if you listen to my show, how you support me. The things that we're doing here. You tell all your buddies. You tell your friends in school. You tell your friends at work if they've got a burning issue that's a medical, legal, uh, practice-related issue that you... Um, that you uh, send me an email, jeff at thenpdude.com. Not D as in dog. It's T-H-E-N-P-D-U-D.com. It's the best way to get in touch with me if you guys are from the netherworlds of iTunes. If you're uh, on Facebook, you can always shoot me a PM. I have downplayed my Facebook presence, like, dramatically. I mean, I was on there a little bit last night, but I, you know what? I feel so much better. I'm not going to lie to you. If, if I could get rid of Facebook altogether, I would... I mean, I just, I use it for, you know, friends and talking to pe- professionals. I don't do it for posting quippy comments much. I just try to help people. And that's really the best forum that allows us to do that. But I'm not going to lie to you. If I could ditch that thing in a heartbeat, it'd be gone. Ian Lane does that right now. So, you know, that would be, uh, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I social media is just draining. It's a waste of time. I got too much crap to do. You do, you guys do too. The people that are sitting there griping on Facebook, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but the people that are sitting there griping on Facebook and bitching at each other and making complaints with no solutions over and over again are not being productive and doing anything beneficial for the profession or themselves, in my opinion. They're wasting too much time. It's not, I'm not going to get in Facebook battles with people. Sorry. It's too, I don't know who you are, and I don't even give a crap. So I'm not going to argue with you on Facebook. But you can uh, send me a PM there. That's a good communication. I do respond back. If it's something that uh, is a good show topic, I'll say stay tuned and I'll get it on the queue for things to talk about. If it's something that is um, uh, a burning desire and you like an immediate need type question, I'll usually shoot back like a description of like, you know, an answer of what it is or where to find something. But if it's like, hey, Jeff, I got this contract deal and I need you to review it. Unless you're in Ohio, I cannot do it. I promise you I will not look at it. I still get them every day. I tell you guys every day and I still get people that want to do it. I don't know if they're just new people and they say, oh, I love the show. And then they're just using that as a, as a you know, oh, if I really kiss his butt, he'll review my contract. I ain't going to do that. I'm not stupid, dude. I can see through you. So, you chronic contractables, if you guys have questions, I'm always going to help you guys out. I can't give you legal advice, but I certainly will give you information of where you can find out the answers on your own. All right, how else do you support the show financially? The uh, Amazon affiliate link is truly the best way. I'm not a guy that's going to beg you to like throw money at me, but if you want to, I'll take it. There's a donate button. I don't really push it too hard. Um... But the Amazon affiliate link is a great way because it doesn't add anything to your purchase and it does give me a couple percentages of what you buy. And uh, I do use it for web hosting and help support the, the show financially just so that my wife doesn't get mad at me. You know, spending all our money. Her money. See what I said there? It's true. It's hers. I don't even know how much I make sometimes. I'm like, I don't know. What did I make last week? I don't know. Doesn't matter. I do my job. I like my job. My wife gets the money. Works out great. Everybody's happy. All right. So the... Um, 
topic for today, I want to do two of them. And um, one is just, it's kind of a, a Facebook group issue that I'm just getting tired of. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a moderator of the CNPC group. And um, I'm going to be perfectly blunt and perfectly honest. And it's difficult to explain this in a, in a you know, a short paragraph on a Facebook thread because it, it always gets misconstrued, okay? As a moderator of a Facebook group, if you create work, in other words, you post a really snide or quippy comment that you know is going to ruffle feathers and it's not professional, and then you're going to start a thread that creates a problem for people, it's going to get deleted. And then there's a bunch of people bitching and moaning about a deleted post. So here's the problem. If you, if you think you're going to put that quippy comment, take 10 seconds, take a breath and re delete it and think about really whether you should do that or not, because all you're doing is creating work for, for a moderator, a moderator, a well-run Facebook group <laughs> should be professional. It should be things that you wouldn't say to people unless you were, you know, a, a conference and you were sitting at a table with each other, you wouldn't be snide and telling people, you don't know anything because you're a student. You don't know. You haven't experienced anything yet. You're an idiot. Would you say those things to somebody in person? If you wouldn't say that to somebody in person, you shouldn't say it in the CNPC group because I'm going to delete you. I'm just telling you guys now. I'm not putting up with the crap because I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to have 100 comments from people in my moderator inbox because such and such person was a jerk. You're going to get deleted. All right. The other thing is, is that making, um, making comments or threads that throw the moderators under the bus are always going to get you thrown out. So complaining about the group itself without a constructive criticism as a PM to the individuals that are running the group, here's the appropriate way. A situation came up just last night or last couple days. Someone started posting snapshots of people they believed to be physicians in our CMPC group, which, to be honest with you, I don't really care that much if they're in there. If they, if they troll, they're gone. If they want to sit there and take snapshots of what we say, you as a professional should not be making posts on Facebook that are unprofessional. Whether it's, how do you treat this rash? Or it's, um, I think physicians should all burn in, the, in a lake of fire. I mean, you shouldn't be saying those things, all right? Those are un unprofessional things. You don't do that. So those are going to be snapshots that are going to get stolen. Don't make those stupid comments, and you won't have a problem. It's, it's really simple. But people are worried about having physicians in the group, and that's fine. So we try to vet as well as we can, but some slip through, and some trolls slip through, and as soon as they pop up, we smack them with a tack hammer, and we get them out of there. So if anybody knows of someone that is not supposed to be in the, in the group that is not an NP or NP student, you PM us and say, look, so-and-so looks suspicious. Can you check them out? We'll send them a PM. If they don't respond to my PM within about two hours, I boot them. That's what I do. That's what the moderators do. So it's, it's a policed by the masses. We can't do it. Four guys cannot police the entire thing. There's like four, almost 4,000 people in that group. There's no way for us to do that. So it's silliness for us to do that. It's, it's got to be a collective. We all got to watch out for each other. But a PM would be sufficient. You don't have to go post 30 snapshots. Actually, it was like four snapshots of people you believe to be, be uh, non-NP related, you know, trolls just sitting and lying in wait. So instead, what they could have done, which would have been a more constructive way, was, hey, Jeff or John or Chris or Shay, hey, here's, here's some people that we believe 
to be physicians or non-NPs. They haven't said anything. They haven't done anything. But why don't you check them out? They I think they slipped through. We would have checked them out. They would have been gone that, within five minutes. Instead, no, what do they do? They post a thread with a bunch of snapshots on it, just getting a whole bunch of people fired up for the sake of firing people up. That, by definition, is a troll. <laughs> Trolls get deleted. Bye-bye. So don't do that crap. Be professional. That's all I'm saying. It's really frustrating because we're trying to do something good here and trying to create a platform where people can actually make suggestions about the future of our profession and ways to get there and good ideas because there have been good ideas that have come out of that group that we've said, oh, well, we didn't think about it that way. That's a great idea. Let's add that. So that's what that's for. It's a collective. It's, it's, it's a collective. It's a mindset. But we got to be professional. If you guys bash on a student, you're gone. If you say something snide and quippy, that's fine. If the other person's being quippy back and it's a little banter, that's fine. That's Facebook banner. But if you see one person make a comment and then you see three or four or five posts by the same person that just keeps coming back and pounding on that person over and over and keep tagging them, you're gone. Don't be an ass. That's all I'm saying. All right, there's my ground rules. So if you got deleted and you feel like you were wrong, you can PM me. But to be perfectly honest with you, there, I, I snapshot, I mix snapshots of all of the the jerk like comments before I boot people and I have it on uh, my Dropbox I keep copies of everything dude so if you ever say oh well Jeff was being a jerk and kicked me out of the CMPC group and you pay, post it on another forum guess what I'm going to do I'm going to post your comments say does anybody else agree with me that this is a snide asshole move and you deserve to go away so there you go I keep snapshots so don't you know if you guys want to say something I got it right there all right Enough about Facebook. I'm tired of Facebook. I really am. I'm going to get rid of it. <laughs> somebody tell me how else I can get my show out there without t doing Facebook. I'm trying to limit it. I need to hire somebody just to do Facebook for me. Yeah, hire somebody. One of my kids. Let my 12-year-old do doing Facebook posts for me. It'd be pictures of stuffed animals and airsoft guns. All right. Next one I want to talk about. Sorry for the rant. It just frustrates me. The... Um, this comment's come up a couple times in the last couple weeks, and it's the uh, fluidity of the NP world. In, in other words, the, the movement of NPs from one practice to another lends itself to a discussion about what you do when you leave a practice. And somebody posted in the Ohio Facebook group the physician rules and the O... Uh, no, strike that. We'll do another one, too, because there was another one that I want to hit, too. The... Um, the physician rules um, regarding when you leave a practice because there's very specific um, rules in the Ohio revised, I think it's Ohio Administrative Code, for the medical um, board on what is required for a physician to do when they leave. Okay? Now, the mindset of the of the Nurse Practice Act is that we are still under collaboration and the theory and the, the growth of the NP came out of a, and I hate to say it dudes, but it was a mid-level mindset, right? We worked for the physician groups and we worked under the physicians. Not that I agree with that. We're not, I, I'm, I'm, there's nothing mid-level about me and most of the nurse practitioners I know. But the, the, um, the mindset was that we worked for the physicians. So there was no Ohio Administrative Code or Ohio Revised Code that I know that is in the Nurse Practice Act that addresses specifically what to do when a nurse practitioner leaves a practice. 
It doesn't exist that I can find. I've looked multiple times and I can't find it. So if somebody knows of it, please let me know. Now, outside of Ohio, it might be in your Nurse Practice Act. That would be the first place I would look. Is there is there sufficient information that to, that is provided by your state board that will protect your license? It may not protect you from negligence, but it'll at least protect your license. What is that standard of care for when you leave a practice? That's really what we're talking about. Did you negligently leave a practice? So you can do the negligence analysis that we've done so many times over and over again to this same same situation. What would the reasonably prudent nurse practitioner in the same or similar circumstance do? And that's really what the standard comes down to. And there's no good guidance. There's nothing that I can find. Now, you could use the physician one as a template, but there's no mandate that your practice is going to do all the things that they say that you have to do for a physician under the Board of Medicine because it doesn't have any governing authority over you as a nurse practitioner. If you don't do those things, the Board of Medicine can't come take your license. Now, it might be evidence to the Board of Nursing if you did something really negligent that you should have followed that as like a template, as a guidepost, but that's pure speculation of what the Board of Nursing would do in the case there was some problem down the line. And that's never a good idea to work off of pure speculation when you try to figure out what governing body does. Because you don't know what they're going to do. Depends on what color shirt you're wearing that day. God only knows, right? So don't trust the speculation. And I see that all the time of people speculating what the board will do when there's no guidance whatsoever. If that's the case, the only thing you can rely on are the physical words in the Ohio Revised Code or Ohio Administrative Code or whatever code you're working under. And if it's silent, then it goes to what the standard of care would be. So for most practices, here's what happens. NP works for a group. There's physicians that work there as well. You are a somewhat independent practitioner. You have your own patient panel. Um, But if you have an issue, you can go to your collaborative who works in the same office. That's the the majority of the situations that happen. If you say, you know what, I'm, I'm moving on to greener pastures and thank you, but no thank you. I'm no longer going to be here. Your contract term is up. Whatever it is, you leave. At some point, there's going to be a transition of those patients that have purely only ever seen you transition to somewhere. Where are they going to go? So that that lends itself to you need to look at your contract. What's your contract say? Do you have a non-compete? Do you have a non-disclosure? Um, do you have a, a um, um, non-solicitation clause where you can't solicit and let people know to go to the new practice? Um, do you have a, um, a non-disclosure in and of itself that you're not allowed to disclose to, say, um, your new um, practice that um, you've got you know, these patient lists, um, you've got confidentiality agreements that you're going to probably have signed in your contract. There's a whole host of things you have to be perfectly aware of when it comes time for you to leave of what you can and cannot do. That's why when I review a contract with somebody, I go through and earmark, remember, star this. When you leave, you have to do this or you can't do that. Those are the things that I do in my contract reviews with people because it's important. Because eventually you will leave that... I mean, I'd like to say you're going to stay there and retire there, you know, 30, 40 years from now. But in reality, most people are going to leave the practice that they're in in today. You're going to change probably three or four times throughout your career. If you're lucky, you'll stay in the same place and you like it and love it and they love you and everything's great. But in reality, it's just, it's the nature of the beast. The change in the market, the change in the, 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 the physician groups, they sell out, they get bought out, they've got other people, they, you get pushed out, you get promoted, you know, whatever. 
chances are you're not going to be in the same practice. So you need to know what you have to do when you leave. So contract is the first place you're going to look, other than your Nurse Practice Act. As far as notification of patients, it really should come down to what the policy of the practice is. They usually have a policy on what to do when covering for another provider. And that kind of would kick in because essentially you're on permanent vacation. Not to be, what is that, Aerosmith? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not saying Aerosmith. The, um, the idea is that they're going to cover for you. So all of your patients, most of the time, are going to be patients of the practice. That's the way your contracts are going to be worded. If you're an employee at will, it's kind of vague, but they, they bill out under the, 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 uh, the facility. Um, their, their receivables are coming to the facility. Yeah, so you're, you're probably going to lose out on that one. You're probably not going to be able to uh, you know, mandate that your practice gives out letters to everybody saying where your new practice is going to be. Jeff's leaving. Here's where he's going to be in two months. He's going to be at XYZ, you know, practice on 123, you know, Main Street. That, that's pretty atypical for nurse practitioners to get that because we're not seen as equal at the business level yet. Yet. We'll get there. The, the thing that I'm, I'm probably most frustrated or concerned about is that people assume that the physician code applies and that, oh, they go into their practice major. Oh, you have to do this. And no, they don't. They really don't. And they're going to laugh at you for when you say that. So I'm, I don't want you to look silly. So don't go demanding things that aren't real. <laughs> you need to know what's real. In your state, it might be. See, if it's in the nurse practice, I say, look, you got you to gotta help me do this. And if you can't, then you're purposefully allow, you're, you're not allowing to fulfill my obligations of the state board. And, uh, you know, you could be in trouble for that. CMS might want to talk to you. you know, there might be some threats there. I don't know. Feigned threats. Not threats. Explanations. There you go. The, um, the other thing is, is that what's the, what's the standard of care? Well, they're really, they're, there's, the best one I've seen was through the American Family Physicians had a, a uh, document that they pub published that was more of a guidepost of what you should do during closing of a practice. Not necessarily like transfer of, a, of one NP out of the office and, and the practice still per persists. If you leave and go away, chances are they're just going to reschedule your patients to a new provider. They'll hire somebody else, dude. There's, there's people that'll fill your shoes tomorrow. They'll get them started. It'll be 90 to, 90 to 120 days. They'll have them pretty much credentialed, ready to rock and roll, and they'll start transferring those people over. For, so for three to six months, someone else in the practice is going to work extra hours until you get somebody else up to speed. And then they'll either take over that patient panel or they'll, they'll uh, uh, just absorb them into somewhere else. Or if there's no non-solicitation... You can just start telling people, look, hey, you know, I'm going to this practice. If you want to, if you want to continue your care with me, you're welcome to follow me. You're a patient of this practice, but you know, they can't stop you from leaving and going to another practice. That, that's against the law, so they can't force you to stay there as a patient. So, you know, if you want to follow me, here's where I'm going to be. So, if there's no non-solicitation, you can do that. But I would be very careful, even an at-will employee, um, as an employee, you still have a duty um, to the company. A fiduciary duty at some level that you, you you can't do detrimental things or interfere with contracts or you know that kind of thing so you have to be really careful of, of how you do it I would go personally to the manager into the owners of the company and sit them down in a meeting and say I'm leaving in 60 days I'm giving you my notice 
I would like a written plan on how we're going to wind up my practice and transfer people over so that my patients get the care they need and that they don't uh, slip through the cracks because that's really what you're worried about. You don't want somebody not getting the care they need. And if they say, well, we'll worry about it later and it's, you know, and 30 days goes by and you still have 30 days left, I would just start telling them, look, I'm making a handout and I'm giving it to every single patient and I'm going to let them know this is where I'm going. You can stay with this practice or follow me. And, uh, you know, I'm taking it in my own hands because I don't want my license on the line for someone that just is dragging their feet. And if they say, oh, our plan is we're just going to reschedule them onto this, that's their choice. It's their practice to do that. But your name was on the bottle the last time that person got the prescription. And, uh, you know, you have an obligation to make sure that transfer of care kind of happens. So it kind of leaves you on the hook. And a lot of NPs just walk away and someone just walks in and takes their spot. And at the end of the day, is there really that much liability? Probably not, but it's not a smart way of doing it. It's not a professional way of doing it either. I think most people would appreciate knowing, oh, well, what, what happened to Jeff? Where did, where did, where did Lisa go? Where did, where did Dan go? I don't, I don't, Dan was my guy last time. I love that guy. Where did he go? What happened? Is he okay? You know, they're just genuinely, you know, it's just it's keeping them informed of the practice because they have a vested interest in, in you know, they, they, usually if they come to your practice, they, they want it to do well. They like you. They want they want to brag about you. No one goes goes and says, you know what, I go to this NP and they're completely negligent. <laughs> you know, they, they're horrible. Well, why do you go to them? I don't know. <laughs> they go to, oh, my, my NP's awesome. You know, that's, they brag about you guys. Keep them in the loop. Give them a reason to brag about you. So that that's what our what I would do. And I'm getting close to the office here, so I'm gonna wrap up. I got another one I want to talk about, but I'm out of time. Out of touch, out of time. Now I'm doing whole notes in my head. Jeez, oh Pete, crappy, crappy song from the '80s, right? All right, guys, don't forget to share the show. Don't forget to tell your friends. If you have questions, burning desire for more information, I want you to email me, Jeff at the NPD.com. If you want your contract reviewed in Ohio only, you email me, Jeff at the NPD.com. I'll be happy to take a look at it and give you a price. I had one person so far say, oh, it's too expensive, and I left. I laughed at them, and I didn't even respond. I'm like, oh, my God. You have no idea what you're talking about. If you're going to try to nickel and dime me and I'm dirt cheap, then I don't want to do work with you. Sorry. So if you don't like my price and you can't afford it, that's fine. Um, but if you try to try to deal, wheel and deal with me, my time is very valuable and I'm undercharging. So um, if you guys have questions about that, happy to answer them. If you're working today, be smart. I want you to be safe. Take care of each other. I want you to promote our profession. I really do. I want you to tell your friends that are out there, if they're doing something wrong, you go up to them and say, hey, buddy, pay attention. This is what you should be doing. You shouldn't be doing it that way. Um, Keep each other safe, guys. Stay tuned for more episodes. I promise there'll be more. All right, guys. Have a great day.